Welcome to Rumiki Talks podcast. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. This is a space where I interview professionals from the entertainment industry and discuss popular film-related topics with my co-host and producing partner, Rumana Dinevska. Our goal is to help and motivate aspiring filmmakers to get their films made. Enjoy. Welcome to the Rumiki Talks, episode number 21, Movie Theaters. Movies are magical in theaters. That's the place where you're supposed to watch films. This is the place where magician efforts meet the audience. And by that, I want to say that when you go to a movie theater, there's nothing else like that. This is pure imagination because you just immerse in that world and you live in it, there's other people around you and there are so many factors and you cannot really escape. It's just a place where you can fully be in that moment. And I remember the time when I was going to theaters a lot, you know, especially before the pandemic. I was going to theaters a lot and I was going to different type of theaters. I was going to a regular type like AMC. I was going to, I pick like the premium type. I was going to New Beverly Cinema, the Quentin Tarantino theater where they project films on film. This is incredible. You, you, you really can see the difference and feel it and it's just incredible. Everyone has to go to that theater. But there is one particular experience that I had in my life that really stuck with me. And that experience was in St. Petersburg, Russia in a theater that was called Dom Kino, which would translate in English like the cinema house or something along those lines and it was located in a historical building a historical building with six floors and there i was experiencing movie nights imagine at 11:59 the beginning of the experience and then at 6am the end of the experience and in between there are three feature films and the best part about it is that it really works with the public transportation because usually the subway and other forms of transport close uh, like around midnight or so and then they open around 6 a.m. or so. So that night is perfect too if you don't have anywhere to sleep <laughs> to spend it <laughs> in a theater at night and uh, watching those beautiful three feature films. Did you do that? I I did that re- on a regular basis. I was doing that every like second week. Every second week I was going and you watching. You were sleeping th- there? I was I wasn't sleeping there. I was actually watching. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually watching right. films. We're going to get into that. But while I was there, the most beautiful part is that the movie were created quite well. So, for example, one time there was uh, Scarlett Johansson night. So, three feature films with Scarlett Johansson or Steven Spielberg nights or French cinema night or Italian cinema night or particular director like Federico Federico Fellini uh, night and there are so many different nights and apart from the films there's also an environment an atmosphere the music live music in between each feature film so you kind of wake yourself up in between and they were serving food and drinks um, and alcohol as well so <laughs> some people were drinking and sometimes you can hear <laughs> a fall of a glass 
battle in the middle of the movie <laughs> and then oh, wow. that the sound of that battle rolling uh, under the the chairs <laughs> was was pretty funny there were moments when you heard someone sleeping and by sleeping mm-hmm. i mean snoring so you see the movie and then there is this quiet scene and there is someone like <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely an experience and apart from all those organizational things and program the movies were beautiful magical and it always will stay with me that experience because i really felt like i'm connected to cinema i'm connected to those films and you really get into that cinema world like absolutely because you're just stuck there you cannot live anywhere that's the experience that i want everyone to have i want everyone to find that kind of theater or even a short program or even a film festival where you can go and experience all those things and we're going to talk about all of those stuff today and and in, in more details and what you can do and how you can feel it now let's hear from Rumki. Rumki, what are you gonna tell us about movie theaters today first of all i have to say that when i started making films i started appreciating theaters so much more not that i like didn't go to theaters before i always did but once you do a movie by yourself you appreciate theaters because they provide such a magical experience. You can literally experience fully your movie on the big screen, you know, not just visually, but also like sound-wise. And it's like it immerses you and it gives you this whole wonderful experience, like you're immersed in the story. So I love movie theaters and... When I moved here, I started going to movie theaters even more. In Macedonia, we don't have that many theaters in my um, home city because actually films and the film industry is pretty low industry over there and uh, we mostly have like uh, physical, like actual theater and opera and all of that. But So we don't have too many theaters. So when I moved to uh, America, there's so there it feels like there's theaters... Uh, like in every corner <laughs> and Los Angeles is like the heart of the film industry and there are so many theaters and I love going to theaters and I have to say that, that I have a few favorite theater experiences here one was for example we got to see La La Land when it first came out for only two dollars with the T-Mobile Tuesday tickets and I managed to get tickets for me, my mom and my brother. That was such a beautiful movie to experience in theaters. This was, you know, I'm not a huge fan of musicals and this was like a modern musical and it was so magical. It was like a shot all around LA so it included all these landmarks that we like know, we visited um and also just the story i know like there's mixed feelings about la la land but i love that movie personally and i at the that period of my life i i could really relate to it and relate to the story so that was one amazing experience another one was when you and me actually on our third date went to the ira theater in santa monica to the american cinematique and we watched 
who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. And I love that movie, as you know. <laughs> I just I just adore it. I think like Elizabeth Taylor's performance is amazing in that film. And whenever like there's screenings of older films, I am so excited to go to them because then you like get to experience like how they're meant to be experienced back in the day, you know, when they actually screened uh, in theaters. So I'm always excited to see um, like older films in theaters. And another exciting part like about theaters is that it can really be a group experience. You can go with friends. Of course, you shouldn't talk during the movie. But hopefully, you know, like you both share the same excitement about the, what you're watching. And then you have lot to, lots to talk about afterwards. Um, we just went recently to watch Top Gun Maverick. Um, and it was so interesting to, like, to hear the reactions of the audience in the movie. Because obviously these were people that were fans of the original one. So they were literally quoting lines. And they were so excited. I have the need. The need for speed. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but, That's what we but, heard in that theater. People yeah, were saying that. Funny thing. I, I had never seen the first one. But I realized how much of a cult movie it was and you know that it up to this date it has such a big fandom behind it it's amazing you know I mean and there's like it's wonderful like it brings people together like movies bring people together and I love to see that like you know and the audience is also like quoting lines and stuff I mean even what uh even The Room you know which is like the worst film ever <laughs> but it's amazing that it, there's still screenings around LA and people go and they quote lines and they throw plastic spoons and um it's it's wonderful you know so it it, it is kind of sad that you know with the whole pandemic and theaters were closed all the streaming platforms uh, like at one point theaters were in danger to stay in business so i highly encourage everyone to like support theaters go to the theater you know that's how films are meant to be seen you can really appreciate the work that's been put to the movie the cinematography like the the, the music the sound effect everything really i definitely agree with the thing that you said about watching old films now in theaters yeah to experience them as they or supposed to be experienced in that time, and just in general. One thing I wanted to say about theaters is that theaters keep you focused. And this movie that I watched, the movie that I want to tell you about right now, is the movie that I watched in a particular theater. Because the experience from theater to theater varies. For example, like AMC, you can, you know, eat popcorn, some people can chat, and, you know, some people be on the phone. But this particular theater that I'm going to tell you about, it's just the the whole setting of it and the whole kind of like history of it kind of makes you not to be on your phone. And this theater is the New Beverly Cinema from Quentin Tarantino. Because there you go and everything is analog in terms of projection, film projection and yeah. the screen and the movies on roll of films. It just feels so natural, so amazing and so... Mm -hmm. 
just like visceral feeling when, when you watch it and he also ha- includes some cartoons or like old commercials like commercials from like 80s or 60s 70s you know like some beer or some uh <laughs> you know like i don't know something funny and the, the way that they made also funny and and i'm and they they also on film yeah all those commercials so it's uh, nice to watch them anyway and in the theater when you come the best thing about theater is that it kind of keeps you focused it keeps you mm. focused on the movie because when you watch it at home you really watch like 50% of the film because half of that you're on your phone and you can say oh i'm watching i'm watching the movie you're not really watching because you can watch only one way, you know, either on the TV screen or in the phone screen. Yeah. And each time you're watching the phone screen, you're not watching TV. You might be listening to it, which is, you know, questionable as well. But it's not the same experience. But when you watch a movie in theaters, you kind of force, and especially in the New Beverly Cinema Theater, you're really focused on the movie. And that the movie was the movie that I really loved when I was a kid. I watched it so many times, and I, it was dream came true watching this movie, not just in theater, but on a, uh, on film and with audience. The theater was packed, and this the movie is from 1960, and it's the greatest comedy of all times, I think, and it's called The Great Race. Oh, my God. With, uh, Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis. Yeah, that's the, the movie that makes you laugh so hard, even though like the humor is from... 60s it still translates because it's universal yeah and then mind you theater was packed and everyone was laughing almost at every joke almost every two minutes everyone was laughing it's just like continuous laughter and laughter and laughter i feel like i left the movie my stomach was hurting from laughter yeah my laughing laughing muscles were hurting me so much You know what? I I regret so much that I couldn't get to go to that. Like we actually had remember we had two tickets and I got sick and I was so yeah. sick like I just had to lay like in bed and you had to go alone and I was like sell the ticket or something. <laughs> But again, yeah. when you go to theaters, you're not alone. There's going to be an audience who's going to watching with you and you're going to have this experience of watching with the, with an audience and also there's different experience when you go alone to theater with like with other audience but also versus when you go with your loved one or with your friends and stuff because when you go with the friends you have like portion of your mind thinking about what they're thinking about the movie but when you're watching by yourself you're kind of very selfish in terms of your viewing experience you don't worry what other people think about the film you just focus on like what you think about the film and you just enjoying yeah or or not enjoying the film or hating it or crying or laughing or, and things like that so i always love to go to movie theaters just by myself because it allows me to really focus my mind on the films that i'm watching to immerse myself into the world of those films or worlds of those films you know one week you come and you're in this underwater world and, uh, from the shape of water or another day you come and you're in some distant future like blade runner 2049 it's just there is so much beauty and wonder in movies and in movie theaters that it makes me so excited i mean this obviously is the profession that i choose for myself and i love it so much i love films so much and i love movie theaters very much even though right now there is this tendency that everyone's still 
uh, want to watch them at home because of the pandemic and just in general it's much easier to watch the home yeah. theaters could be expensive like 26 dollars you know like to watch a movie in imax or like adobe uh, cinema the experience that you get is something to remember because you you watch like movies at home and you watch it and then like a few weeks later you don't even remember what you watched or like how you watched or what it was about yeah. necessarily if you if you weren't fully focused on the film but even when i watch at home i, I really try to watch them full i try not to be on the phone and try to really focus on the film but again it's it's getting hard you know get like a, a text or you know a call or or something distracts you or i need to like fill out some spreadsheet or like a document uh, which i do on my smartphone i do a lot of work on my smartphone so that's also kind of distracting your mind as well because you kind of like want to watch a movie and work at the same time which is like you know not mm. really the best practice mm -hmm. but what can you do that's why you need to go to theater so you force yourself to not be on your phone while you're watching the movie it's like right now there's like so many apps that kind of block your computer from internet or something like that so you can actually focus on writing or doing some productive work so theater is kind of the same like you need to look at them now <laughs> In this type of way, theaters is actually something that forces you to watch the entire movie and really connect to it. Say to yourself for sure whether you loved it or whether you hate it or whether you have some other feelings toward that film. But movie theaters is something to stay for sure. You're just going to be taking different shapes or different forms or, or different reasons to go to theater. But I think they're going to stay the same as the, the uh, theaters where you watch plays and, and, and ballet and things like that. But movie theaters, I think, going to stay for sure. Even though it seems like nobody is going to theaters. But there are people going to theaters. And they will keep going to theaters. And the moment that you come to the theater, you realize what you've been missing. Because that's an amazing experience. Yeah, I agree. And uh, if you live in Los Angeles, I highly recommend to check out a lot of the famous landmark theaters. Uh, which hopefully you know of. Uh, like the Chinese theater in Hollywood. Also, we have the Egyptian theater, the Victory Theater. Now, also the um, Cinemark is coming back as well. I'm glad to hear that it's coming back, that they didn't close it forever. And these are just super, like, his beautiful historical theaters where it's like you get to experience the history of LA in a way just by walking in these theaters because everything is like old and beautiful and you're like oh my god they're like maybe movie stars were sitting here one day watching themselves on their screen <laughs> I don't know if everyone go I like kind of imagine things in my head like whoa who walked these hallways who sat in these chairs <laughs> um, and drive through theaters Although I would say that they're not, you know, the best type of theaters to experience films because the sound is not perfect, but they're still like very fun. Uh, like it's a fun experience. Even if, you'd ha if you've never tried it, I definitely highly recommend it. We actually went for Constantine's birthday to watch a Christopher Nolan film, Tenet, mm -hmm. uh, in drive to theaters. And that was my first drive to theater experience. Oh, and I really well. like, enjoyed it. Yeah, and there's also a lot of uh, rooftop cinema theaters here in LA. So those are also fun, especially during summer nights. I mean, there's a lot. Like Los Angeles is a movie city, so you can watch movies in the park, on rooftops, in drive throughs or in actual theaters. So, yeah. But another thing that I would recommend for 
anyone that is a part of the film industry, if you want to network with people from the film industry, is to actually go to some local film festivals. I mean, it doesn't, they don't have to be local. If you have the money to afford it and to travel, you, by all means, go to South by Southwest, go to the big ones, go to Sundance. Of course, when you're in the film industry and everyone dreams at one point in their career to get into these festivals, but even if you're not actually selected um, or your movie is showing, I encourage everyone to go even as a, you know, as an audience member, even as a guest, watch the movies, watch the selected films in theater, and then network with people. This is the best place to network with anyone. Like if you're an actor, hopefully you'll meet some directors that you can work on their next project. Same, like if you're a writer, you know, maybe you'll meet some directors to like collaborate with or other writers to co-write and so on. So it's just a great place to network and really appreciate up and coming filmmakers, up and coming talent in a way. And this form of art, should I say, it is very competitive. It is very competitive to build a career here in Los Angeles, but you always have to remember why you're in it. And if you're in it for the love of films, then you shouldn't look upon other artists as competition. That's my belief. We're actually here to support each other. And I'm always like excited to see some great films but by some great filmmakers. And I want to immediately want to know who directed this film? Who's the filmmaker? What have they done previously? Because I take that as someone that I could learn from and you know I look at them and I take it as a learning opportunity you know it's really if you really love films you're you're gonna be excited to watch other people's films as well and at film festivals it's always wonderful because you get to see like more independent films you know you're gonna find some very very unique stories that you might not find in like commercial theaters um, and commer like big movies, but independent films like you can find some like hidden gems. <laughs> yeah, hidden gems really. And um, and the, the other thing is you can meet wonderful people. It's very rewarding to actually meet people that were behind independent films because you're all in the same boat in the beginning or in the middle stages of your careers and you know how much work gets put in to finance a film, to make a film, to find the crew. Yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like with independent films, it's like everyone is putting so much effort. It's like so many steps that you need to do to actually... And then it's just a very rewarding experience to actually get the opportunity to screen it at a big theater and get an audience. So support film festivals as well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Don't let them be like, you know, just like five people in the audience. Go check out fil the films that people make. Go chat with people. Yeah. So Constantine, do you want to share with us what's your obsession of the week? Today, my obsession of the week is live streaming. I've been researching about live streaming and we're thinking to actually implement some of the live streaming 
for our podcast because the platform that we use allows us to to do so. We can have the podcast recorded and live streaming at the same time. So maybe one day, we don't have a date specifically yet, but expect a live streaming session from our podcast and let us know what do you think. Uh, what do you want to hear about during the live session? Do you want to be part of it? Let us know. Send us email at hello at roomyk.com or DM us on Instagram. Let us know. What is your obsession of the week, Rumiki? My obsession of the week is... <laughs> <laughs> so my obsession of the week is mint chocolate. Of course. First of all, I am obsessed with the mint chocolate flavor in general. And I just got a promotional email from Starbucks saying that their holiday drinks are coming back. And I'm looking so much forward to the peppermint mocha hot chocolate. Promo, promo. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm supporting it. Like I'm promoting like a very big corporation. Anyway, uh, I do want to say that right now I'm obsessed with the mint chocolate. And the brand is called Hue Mint Chocolate. I hope that that's the way you pronounce it. We, no, I think so. It's H-U. Yeah. H-U. 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 Mint Chocolate. I don't know if they're from California. I almost feel like when we went to Santa Barbara and we mm -hmm. got it at a coffee shop, they no. said like it's like a local chocolate. Mm. Um, it's just great. It's like pretty natural, like ingredient. Not a lot of ingredients, which is always good. Not a lot good. of ingredients. Not a lot, not a lot of sugar. Um, you know, it's dark chocolate. I mean, they have milk chocolate. They have dark chocolate, and it just tastes so good. I love it. So I highly recommend it. But in general, mint chocolate. Everything that's mint chocolate. Is amazing. Like mint chocolate chip <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> mint chocolate. That's mint, right. Mint chocolate, hot chocolate, peppermint mocha, whatever. Yeah, everything. <laughs> And that was the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rumike Talks Podcast. You can find the show notes at rumike.com. I'm your host, Konstantin Staradetsky. My producing partner, Rumena Dinevska. See ya.